I'm Paul. And I'm Richa. And this is the PR Show. What's up, everybody? We're back. Season two. This might be season three. I don't entirely know. We're not really doing seasons, but this is definitely a new season. Season we two. We had a little hiatus. Two. We're going to call it season two. Okay. Welcome back. Premiere episode of season two of the PR Show. Um, I'm your co-host, Paul, joined by my lovely co-host. I'm Richa. And we have a very special guest to kick off this season because, you know, yes. we got to bring in those viewers again. Mm-hmm. We are with our dear friend, Patrick Foster. Hey, everybody. Happy to be here. Yay. So excited. So exciting. Um, so today we are talking about, uh, you know, the Olympics just finished up. We're in the sporting mood. We're talking about running today. Patrick is going to talk about uh, his experience with running. The man is a, the man's a, a cross country. He's a distance beast. Um, I, you know, I have my share of uh, I have my share of running experience as well. Um, Rich is a running enthusiast. Maybe I, I don't know, entirely know. Let's go with a, that. I don't run. Enthusiast. That sounds like. But I like good. the idea of it. I love running. Yeah. But I okay, so like, she yeah. she academically likes running, which yes, for that's good. That's good. Let's um, go. so we're talking about running today, and then you know we'll we'll cover our um you know maybe a little bit of of the Olympics as well, since uh I guess we should we should date this the Tokyo twenty twenty slash twenty twenty one Olympics literally just finished a few days ago, so yeah. very exciting. Yesterday, I think yesterday. Yeah. Yesterday the ceremonies. Yeah. Damn, shout out to the U.S. They, I think, won the most golds and most overall medals. So good job, U.S. Surprise, surprise, surprise. Um, sweet. So let's get started. So Patrick, why don't you go ahead um, and talk to us about uh, your experience with running? You know, how did you get into it? How long have you been running? And then, you know, whatever else you want to share about that. Yeah. So if I go way, way, way back, I guess I technically started in seventh grade. Nice. Uh, I, I think I remember back when I was in sixth grade, my older brother was in track for a junior high and I like went to watch one of his meets. And I think like like a coach said something like cheesy but slightly inspirational, like there's always room for one more on the team next year. And like little sixth grade me was like, That's the coolest thing anyone's ever said to me. And so like Oh my god. <laughs> I had like a bunch of friends who did it because it was like a no cut sport, like anyone could just join and mess around. So like it just seemed like a fun thing to do to hang out after school for like an hour on like weekdays or whatever so yeah mm-hmm. I started doing sprints seventh grade track because that's what like my friends were doing and then I liked it a lot so I just did cross country in the fall because I just mm-hmm. wanted to like, kind of have more time with the coaches and the people and things like that because um, I really liked like the social aspect of it as well and then I ended up liking the distance side way more than sprints um, something about just kind of like going on like a longer trip I enjoyed and also just being sort of like outside and stuff like tracks awesome but it's very much like on an oval especially if you're like doing sprints or whatever so I like the like it's cross country I was like out like like we didn't have like a ton of like woods or anything around my junior high so it was like the soccer fields that was next door but I was still like wow there's like you know, <laughs> wow <I'm>, grass <laughs> so yeah, exciting this is great there was like a tree or two that might have seen like a squirrel or a bird or something but it was fun um then when I really got into it, it was high school uh yeah, I actually, I, I was in like band and stuff too in junior high, right? And so I was like, I'm going to split my time in high school and do like marching band in the fall and then run track in the spring. Mm-hmm. Did a little bit of like both of my hobbies. And then 
ended up liking track way more than marching band for a lot of reasons. Um, big part was our team was really, really good. And so uh, marching band was not. <laughs> and so that was fun. Like, yeah, it's a program. Uh, I don't know, these people were really like inclusive and stuff. And I ended up being better at it than I expected. So from that point on, I did like cross country in the fall, track in the spring, mm-hmm. train with them and with the off seasons and stuff. Classic. Then I kept it up through college as well. I like, I wanted to do um, like a D1 or D2 team or something like that for a while and mm-hmm. was going to try and walk on to DePaul University's team. Like I met with the coach and everything and I was probably going to do that until I last minute decided to go to Purdue. <laughs> um, but there they had this really, really awesome club team where I made a lot of my good friends and still able to like compete and stuff for four years. So yeah, I kept that up and now I'm up here living and working in Madison, Wisconsin. And um, there's still people that get left up here, but I go on my own mostly. Uh, gonna do Chicago Marathon in the fall, which I'm super excited about. That's been like a bucket list thing. Whoa, I was super cool, man. Yeah, yeah, I'm super excited. So that's that's the big thing on the horizon, right? Yeah, now. that's so cool. Have you, wait, have you ever done a marathon before? Or is this your first one? I've never raced one. I've done the distance, right? So like, mm-hmm senior year of college when like the pandemic hit i'd been running and training and stuff for like our track season like our club track nationals and things like that and then everything got canceled like everything in the world because of like covid hitting but i was like i'm in shape and things like that so let's find something stupid to do with it i guess so i just ran 26 miles around west lafayette and lafayette nice wow that's impressive yeah it was stupid but (laughs) hey you can say you did it i guess so so i've done the distance but never in like a race so i'm super excited for this just trying something new you know wow Especially you like growing up around chicago and being interested in running it was always like like the event you know yeah it, so true hear about it yeah paul you're from close by and we're in high i school. yes i'm from northwest indiana so yeah, yeah i'm, I'm familiar I, i've never actually attended the, I mean, obviously, I haven't ran it, but um, I've never like watched the race. But I mean, I always like try to like keep up with it a little bit when when it's happening. So wait, did you guys ever compete against each other in high school? Uh, no, because Patrick's from you're from Illinois, correct? Yeah, yeah. And that's yeah. you have, like the Midwest meets ever like the Nike. Uh, we had like the All Star meet, but I was never there. Yeah, yeah, I didn't do anything like that either. So okay, yeah. No. So I don't think we would have. Once in a while, we would race against like Ileana Christian, but we never raised anybody else i don't think wait what's what high school did you go to again in illinois carl sandberg high school it's in Orland park illinois okay a mile south chicago okay my god everybody's from there anya (laughs) maddie oh yeah they're from like surrounding towns so i didn't know them until college but yeah Uh isn't it weird when you like live because i know a lot of people that like basically lived so close to each other and like they never know each other until they like go to college or like meet in a certain place it is because it's like now like when i go home there's like the high school people but there's also like college people that are around you know so it like changes like how you see the area kind of like widens your like little circle around like your house i guess yeah yeah that's fun um, I gotta be honest, when you started talking about running and you were like, I'm gonna go way, way back, I was thinking that you were gonna say that you started running races when you were like six. Have you ever, <laughs> I feel like every runner has this experience, have you ever been running in like a, like a, like a road race, like a 5k or something, and there's just this eight-year-old kid that's like kicking your ass? 
<laughs> like, I swear to God, that used to happen in high school. Like, we would always run a road race before the season started, and there would just be, like, this kid that was, like, for sure in second grade, and he would be, like, in front of me, and I'm like, who, who, who is this kid? Who's training you? How can you run this? I, how can you run this far? I'm like, is it just one of those things where it's like, you know, kids are indestructible, right? I mean, like, they can't get hurt, I swear to God. Like maybe it's something like that. Like they're just naturally have good endurance because they're young and you know they don't they don't give a shit. But like, there's some phenom kids that are always racing. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. It's pretty crazy. I I can't like think of anyone recently when that's happened, but definitely like when I was like growing up and getting into it, there was always stuff like that too. Where I'd be like, I'm out here like working hard every day, and this kid looks like he like just got off like the school bus, getting home from third grade. And, <laughs> yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, how do your you little legs carry you that fast? When did you so, start racing, Paul? Si- similar. Um, so I started in sixth grade. Um, I remember my sister. So my sister's a year older than me. Um, and she, well, I guess you guys have met my, if you're avid listeners, you've met my sister. She was on one of the episodes. So, um, so she started cross country, I guess the year ahead of me then when she got to middle school. Um, and I remember like, I would go to some of her races and I was like, yeah, I don't know. It's fine. Like, I don't know if it's for me. Um, so I wasn't really planning on doing it, but I remember like when I was going into sixth grade and we were having like some summer practices before the school year started, she just like woke me up and was like, Hey, I'm going to practice anyway. You're coming with me. Um, and basically just dragged me along and then I was running cross country. So (laughs) that's just how it happened. Um, that's a common story too. Like it's oftentimes like a familial thing yeah yeah exactly like siblings will go through it together exactly so she pulled me into cross country and then so that was when I was so that was when I lived in West Virginia and then they in seventh grade the year after I started I moved to Indiana um and kept it up I mean I enjoyed running cross country um I remember actually in track in sixth grade I threw shot put which is just funny thinking about it now nobody knows what I, I guess you guys don't know what I look like but I'm not like a jacked guy you know but I was just and I was especially not jacked when I was in sixth grade and so I was just trying to sling this little like you know this, the shot and it was like so heavy I was terrible at it but I just did it every week because I thought it was fun Oh, 100% saying like we were required to do like a field event right like oh, yeah. it was kind of stupid because their practice was like 3 30 to 4 30 and you spent half the time with running and half the time with field and so like you didn't get good at anything <laughs> Classic. I, I did high jump for like my first year and loved it and then I started to like hit my growth spurts and like it messed up my knees and so one time like I tried oh, to yeah. it and just fell on the bars and like the stuff that held up the bars like fell on me oh my god <laughs> and you're like I'm done with this I quit I'm yeah. retired and I was like I'm gonna try to throw the heavy thing over there and I did like shot and do like 10 push-ups at practice and feel like I was like weightlifting or something like Dude, that literally we did no strength training they just we didn't I don't even remember practicing throwing in in like in practice I just remember doing it at least I'm like like, I'm not sure I ever practiced it. That was like um, the fun of it though, because you were just a kid and they were like, hey, yeah. the end of this as fast as you can, jump as far as you can, throw this, it, you know, and that was exactly. it. Exactly. It was a time where everyone was figuring out like what they liked and what they were good at. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, so then I, so wait, sorry. So then I uh, moved to Indiana as I'm straight, kept going, ran through middle school and then just kept going through high school. And I actually played hockey since I was really young, since I was probably seven. Um, and I played all the way up until my freshman year of uh, high school. But then um, I was starting to focus a lot more on running. Um, and as I'm sure 
you know, Patrick can attest to like between cross country and, and track seasons in the winter, like you're still kind of training. Um, so the, the team typically has like an unofficial like training camp, I guess, like for a few months in there. So started focusing more on that. And then, yeah, ran all the way through high school. Awesome. I was going to ask, so like, when did you guys, since you guys started in middle school when you're like 11 or so, like, when did it kind of become like, you're like, okay, this is something that I feel like I'm really like, that I not only maybe like have a talent for or that, like, this is kind of fitting into my life. And this is something that I want to do. And almost, did you ever feel like this is something that you kind of meant to be doing? I, I don't know if I ever got to the point where I was like, this is what I'm like meant to be doing just because I always had like a lot of different interests and things I wanted to do with my time. But definitely I'd say when I got to the point where I was like, I want this to be a, like a serious part of my life, like something I'm going to put time into and like try and actually do well at was my freshman year of high school's track season. So like my first time on the high school team, um, so our distance coach was just like a super, super inspirational guy and our team was pretty successful and really supportive and had a great culture. Um, mm -hmm. I just remember like as a freshman going in there, like it was really cool because like guys who were like seniors and stuff would help me out. Like I remember like, I think like near the end of it when I still wasn't sure if I was going to do cross country or marching man in the fall, like a senior like came up to me and he's like, like tossed me like a cross country shirt and he's like, I'm graduating. I don't need this anymore. But like, <laughs> that, that like looks good on you and stuff like that. So that was like, I want to be. Dude, you had like, like, <laughs> like movie segments happen to you. Like, what's the deal with all these? You know, that's like literally from like a comic yeah. of age high school. Yeah. Always, what was it? Always room for one more on the team. That's yeah, exactly. The other coach. Said, yeah. <laughs> always stay. room. Yeah, you, you, when you're finishing, I can already see it. It's like you're finishing the, the Chicago Marathon and you're reflecting on all your big moments and you just, it's like you're looking up at the, the, the senior that just graduated and he's just reaching out a shirt yeah. to you and you just hear, there's always room for one more on the team in the back of your head. And then you, and then you finish the marathon in sub two hours. Dude definitely doesn't remember me because like I follow him on Instagram. I like his stuff. He doesn't follow me back, so like, you don't. Know. Oh shit! <laughs> okay. You should DM him. Yeah, I don't know. And then like our team was pretty successful too. And like I don't know, like it felt like we were gonna like amount to something. And we ended up like winning state and winning like the Midwest twice and getting like fourth in the country, which I was an alternate. For oh my god! What? Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. no, we were we were sick. I wasn't. I was on. I mean, I was like, we had like, Paul probably knows, like you have your 12-man roster that you get to right. keep going the championship season. So I was on that. Like I didn't get to run anything like big because like the other guys are really good. Um, like a bunch of them like went down to run in like college and D1. One of them broke four in the mile like a couple weeks ago. So they're like insane. So like good I was God. Like, on the bench like, let's go. But I was still like, I can be a part of something cool. Um, so it was yeah, I mean, that was just something where I was like, this is like a once in a lifetime thing to be a part of. So I totally to do that. And it's cool because like, like that kind of fun culture that I was saying, like supportive and stuff, like it's still around, like we're all still kind of tight. Like just this past Friday, I like went back to my hometown because like one of the guys like got engaged. And so a bunch of them like still live in the area because like, you know, like there's Chicago, like 20 miles away. So right. Like jobs and opportunities. So we're just like, like 15 or 16 of us like got together on like Friday so that was fun it's still kind of there today so that's I, I just kind of had the feeling that going back to Rich's question that like this could like be something special and I kind of wanted to join that 
So mm-hmm. I was willing to like cut back on other things in my life, like like playing music, I guess, to mm-hmm. focus on that. Right. Do you want to talk a little bit about the culture that is in just, I mean, not, not just on your team, but running in general, just because I personally, I've noticed from other people that I've observed that, you know, the culture that is amongst people who like run uh, track and cross country versus like other teams, like for example, soccer and like lacrosse, there seems to be a lot less drama. It's, like, <laughs> and it seems to be a less toxic environment. And I'm not really sure why, or do you guys agree or disagree? I can't really like, I don't know about Paul. I can't personally like speak to the other sports as much just because like- Yeah, I can't. Well, I can compare to hockey, but- um, I guess, Richard, you could speak to like lacrosse since you played that. Um, I, oh yeah, and Paul with hockey. But yeah, I, I would say that it tends to be pretty easygoing people, especially like then going from my high school team to like my college teams. We did like compete and stuff and did training together and like we're like a team. Um, definitely some similar personalities going through there people tend to be pretty easygoing pretty talkative and friendly and even now like there's a club that I run with in Madison sometimes uh, not nearly as often as the other teams have been a part of but it's still feels like the same kind of personalities and stuff and the people in there are like up to like their 50s and 60s like the people like my age is not just me and like 60 year old people but like you know mm-hmm people in a variety of like life situations and stuff and yeah people just tend to be easygoing like kind supportive um not sure how that ends up being the case um i think people are friendly because you spend so much time with one another um Mm -hmm. which i guess doesn't necessarily directly mean that you're going to be friendly but like if you're running like hours a week with one another like you want to be able to talk about stuff and like get along so so I kind of think that, yeah, I was going to say, I think that maybe I, so I've had, I had a pretty similar experience where I think, uh, I don't know if less drama is a way to put it. Cause we certainly had like, I guess our share of drama, but I, I do think that like we got along really well and we were very um, like, you know, everybody on the team, you know, I mean, there were certain like, obviously like different like groups of people that would hang out, but it wasn't like, I think part of it is like when you run, you run together you know, I mean, you're not literally running with like every single person every single time, but like at practice, you're always interacting with each other and you're always kind of, you're all shooting for like essentially the same goal, right? Like a lot of team sports, you know, like when you have different positions, like you're focusing on different things, right? You're kind of stratifying yourselves in practice and stuff like that. Um, I mean, I can only compare the locker room to like hockey. Hockey was so toxic. It was horrible. My, I remember my high school, that was part of the reason why I quit. I mean, my high school hockey team was like, just the worst people (laughs) like they were so mean like they were just like the worst they were oh um and you know in cross country like we certainly had some people that I think were uh a little full of themselves yeah um and you know we did have like some amount of bullying issues um but you know I, I I don't know if any sports are really especially high school sports are really you know immune from that um, but it certainly seemed like less so just compared to like, like compared to, you know, hearing stories from like the football team and stuff like that. It seemed like, you know, it was, it was a better environment. I think also our coach very much prided um, himself and, and prioritized like helping us grow into like, you know, like fine young man, quote unquote, you know, like very much like 
uh, trying to teach us things about like character and discipline and respect and things like that throughout practice. So like he was very intolerant of any sort of like negative behavior. Um, so I think that that was also part of the, the culture as well. That's awesome. I wonder if there's just maybe more room for that in it as well. Just mm-hmm. because it's not like, like I remember one thing that I was always like slightly jealous of as like a high schooler would be like on like Fridays, right? Like football game days, like the football team would all wear like their jerseys around, like had the names mm-hmm. on the back and like everyone knew who they were and you know, like their positions and stuff. They right. like the game to watch them. Like no one knows who you are and you're running cross country. Like sure, some people do like if you're like really good or something, but you're not out there impressing anybody or at least I guess right impressing, like other people who know stuff about running or at the race but not on the same level so right. mm-hmm. I don't know I think that you kind of have to have more of like an intrinsic desire to do it yeah totally agree so maybe there's just less I don't know you're not out there looking for glory as much as yeah. yeah 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 I I like compared to lacrosse, for example, like I, our team was like not good. I mean, no, we were fine. We were fine. But like we were, I mean, lacrosse is not very big in Georgia. Like we were the first, one of the first teams, I think it started like a year before I joined. So it was not, and I, but I think the thing was that it's like, we didn't really have that because the stakes weren't that high. Like maybe because stakes are higher, like, and for soccer, for example, like everyone is playing together. If one person kind of messes up, it messes the other person up running you can kind of hold your own to some degree mm-hmm. I'm like you're if this person messes up like it's not like my time is going to be less than it would like you're able to kind of also I don't know what do you guys think do you think that has anything to do with it it could um yeah because it's like there's like individual and team success are like separate and I guess it depends right. if it's like running in general because like there's way more people who are out there just like training for stuff and doing like local 5ks versus like me and Paul being you know, like the teams in high school and junior high or whatever because mm-hmm. I think there's like a more of a team component to it where it's like you need to all perform together to do well um but yeah in general I, I get what you're saying it's not like this person missed the game winning like kick or like had a turnover that cost us you know so much and it also just kind of pays to keep everyone's spirits like kind of high because like people need to be like like your mentality is so important you know that like people kind of need to be like ready to go they kind of can't be like down on themselves for something in the past so much mm. yeah yeah, yeah that's true. oh sorry go ahead paul oh no that's i don't have much to add to that i mean it's just like i, I think that even though it is in the individual sport i think uh, you know, if you ever watch like the crowd in a cross country race, obviously they're only in like kind of one segment of the race. They can't be everywhere. But like, you know, I think it's, I mean, obviously like the parents are cheering, but like your teammates are also like a big part is cheering on your teammates when you're not racing. Um, and I think that everyone, since you're all, you all kind of go through the same thing, which is intense physical pain for, you know, 20 some minutes <laughs> for 5k. Right. Um, you know, it's, I think you, you have like some degree of like respect and admiration for people that are racing. Um, and, and I think that kind of helps drive your teammates to some extent. So like, even though it's like, um, so I think that, that there's more of like a positive outlook to it in, in that sense where it's like, oh, you, like we see each other, um, you know, trying to improve on our own teams and like obviously support the team, but trying to like overcome our own um, limitations in order to like get better. And so I think that that maybe 
leads to a more positive environment than, you know, if you can be passing blame to people for like messing something up. Granted, you know, I mean, again, it does get, you know, there when you're at beats, you get scored as a team. Like your top right. five runners are the ones that score. Yeah, or um, relays or yeah. Yeah, or relays or something like that. So, you know, I mean, there is some some degree of uh, you know, uh, I guess teamwork, but also um, you know, reliance on other people and their performance. Um, but yeah, it, I think it, it generally is just like we have a very uh we have like a lot of respect for you know what, what people are doing out there during their performances. That's awesome. So Paul, you touched on this a little bit before, but I did want to ask you all, both of you guys about what running like brought to you. Like, for example, Paul, you said that, you know, your coach very much wanted to kind of almost raise you guys to be nice, you know, gentlemen. Um, <laughs> but what did running bring to you guys besides for that, that you weren't mm -hmm. expecting besides for, you know, like physical stamina? Yeah, there's quite a bit for me. Um, there was also definitely um, looking all the way back to like high school, I guess, same as like what Paul was saying, where a big focus on it was like your character and stuff like that. Um, I remember our coach would sometimes like give us homework that was nothing to do with running. If it was like a snowstorm, he'd be like, I'm going to ask all of you the next day, like whose like driveway did you shovel that isn't like your own or whatever, or <laughs> random stuff like mm -hmm. that. Uh, because I think like one of his taglines was like the strongest people make the strongest runners or something like that. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So that That's was our coach focused on that as well. That was big. Um, a lot of stuff came into my life from running that was more related to like the people and the events that came out of it so much than necessarily something that I'd say is like directly tried to like tied to like running in particular um like I think that like one of the more impactful things that happened to me growing up was that like one of like my pretty good friends um that I was like running with often um, ended up actually getting like cancer in his knee and like he like discovered that because he had knee pain from running and like got it like checked out or whatever and they just found like like cancer right mm -hmm. and so he ended up getting that like like twice over time like we were in high school and like go through mm. it was like terrible um yeah but after he came back the first time he was like super motivated about trying to like make a difference for kids with cancer and like went all in on like the saint baldrick's like like program in our school where you like raise money for childhood cancer research and like shave your head so like i got like really involved with him with that um and then he actually got cancer like the second time when he was in the middle of kind of carrying out like his big plan to like get a bunch of people in the school involved and raise a bunch of money. So then like, I kind of took that over for him because he was back in the hospital. So like, he had mm -hmm. like done all the hard work, but like, I kind of went to like the classes and like talked and like, you know, got people involved in it. And I think that that was probably in high school, like the most impactful thing I did that if I think about like, like one thing that like kind of led to me like becoming whoever I became at the end of it. I think that mm -hmm. was it. Um, like picking that up for him and like, like helping him finish what he'd started. So like that's something that wouldn't have happened if I hadn't been like running, you know, because like I wouldn't have had like like these like friendships. And that like continues into like college. Like a lot of people I spent a lot of my time with were people that I met from like running. And so then the people that you're around obviously like have a huge impact on what you do, where you go, kind of who you like, 
starting to become and things like mm. that. So I don't know, like maybe Paul, you've had a similar experience. Like if you're spending that much time with people, you end up kind of rubbing off on each other a bit. You end up kind of like growing together. And so I think that was a big part of it. For mm-hmm. me. It was just the people that I ended up spending a lot of time around were people that, um, I don't know, I guess like looking back, I was like proud to spend a lot of time around. So yeah, yeah, yeah no, I, a, I totally get that. that. It impacted me that I guess I wouldn't have expected getting into it. Mm-hmm. It's amazing to hear you say that because a lot of people don't say that about the people that they hung out with in high school. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm not saying that. God, I love my friends. <laughs> my high school friends are listening. Yeah, hey, hey, richest high school friends listening to this. Um, remember yeah. that. No more <laughs> birthday presents. I'm not saying like it was like perfect or like everyone on either group that I hung out with was like perfect or great all the time or that I like ever like didn't like question or dislike things that people said or did or whatever. But like in general, mm-hmm. like, if I just like took like the whole thing together, I'd be like it was more positive than anything so yeah i was very sweet um so so thinking back to like what my biggest impact was like certainly like the people that i met again because you spend so much time with them especially people that are your speed because you practice with them like when you're out on runs and stuff um two of my like very best friends uh were kind of that i mean they were just like my running buddies and like I had known them, like they were in my classes and stuff too. So I like knew them through a lot of stuff. Um, but like they're to this day, like some of my best friends, um, which is really cool. So they're probably that. But I think honestly, like my biggest uh, like running related story is so um, my what was it? The summer before my junior year of high school, um, we were running a lot. I was like pretty intense about it, um, like kind of always uh you know doing the maximum amount of miles that we could have been doing you know very diligent about you know you know working out and diet like my diet and stuff um but i ended up getting hurt i got chin splints that turned into stress fractures and it pretty much took me out for the season which you know happens to a lot of runners um so that was really hard because you know you spend i mean i had been working hard you know freshman sophomore and then going into my junior year so you know what is that two and a half years um in order to get to a point where you know i could be running varsity and i was in a position to do that and things like that um so i took that really hard i think because uh of all the effort i put into it before um but i remember i don't know what got into me but i was just like i'm i'm not done yet i was like i'm gonna i'm gonna race again which was crazy considering i like like it would hurt to walk um and i would literally go uh, and run on like the elliptical machine and like low impact stuff. I would bike. Um, I would take my bike out and like while people are on long runs, I would just like I would I would go out on my bike and bike a bunch of miles um, to keep my endurance up. Um, and I ran some beats my junior year, senior year. It was honestly kind of the same thing. Like I didn't run track after my sophomore year because like I literally couldn't do it. Like I even to this day, if I run like 20 miles in a week, my shins will hurt. Um, so senior year was kind of the same thing. Like I couldn't go out and do long runs with the team, which was like really weird because it really changed my relationship with the sport, I think, because like I had said, like one of the biggest parts of it is interacting with your team, especially on runs, you know, getting that opportunity to talk with them, build relationships with them. We don't have that. I mean, I was basically just training on my own for like two years. 
which is weird. And, and, but I would go and, you know, run beats and stuff like that. And I ended up my last race ever. Uh, I ended up breaking my personal best time that I had set my sophomore year from when I, you know, was running a lot um, and had like, you know, lived in varsity and stuff like that. Um, and that was like a really big moment in my life. You know, like, I think that was like the first and honestly probably one of the only times that I like really overcame something hard like yeah. like I had like heavy adversity against me and I was like I'm going to like get through this through my own sheer will and so mm-hmm. I think it really just showed me that like how powerful I am as a person when I set my mind to something and like certainly it, it didn't teach me a lesson that I'm always gonna like try really hard at stuff because frankly I don't but like you know at least I'm like I can do it because I proved it to myself you know and I think that that was a really cool uh experience to have you know I mean obviously I wish things turned out differently I would rather have just been healthy and been able to run the whole time but like I didn't just give up I got to you know work at something in kind of an unorthodox way um and you know through my own sheer will got to you know end up better than I was when I was totally healthy so that was I don't know that was really cool that's honestly something I think about a lot absolutely yeah I guess I kind of have something to share. I didn't really think I would, but yeah, Richa, <laughs> running enthusiast. I um, yeah, I love running. I always have loved running. Like I started running when I was like nine months old, according to my mom. Like I never walked. I just like ran, um, and I love doing it. I did it like I would run on my own. My dad started running when I was probably in fourth grade, and I would love going with him. Um, it was like my favorite thing, and I at the time that by the time I got into high school like I would still I mean I would constantly I mean I would still run a lot like on the treadmill and even I would go uh, I would go out and stuff and and run on trails or even just around the house and I didn't really realize until high school how good that had been for me um for my mental health just Mm -hmm. to have like an outlet um anyone who like and I mean I have really bad insomnia I always have and running always helped me so much with that. And when you're not sleeping properly, like everything goes down and that would help me so much. Um, and I think just having something like every day, like, okay, now it's time for my run. And like, I would go out and just to take time for yourself. And I also got into meditation a lot. And for me, it was kind of the same thing. Like when you would really get to that, like, I mean, I wouldn't run that much. I would only run like three or four miles. But when I would get to that like third or fourth mile, like I was kind of in that same state. Like for me, that was kind of at the end and I'm sure for you guys, it's much more. But I was in that kind of like meditative stage, state where you have like, you have an understanding of like every breath that you're taking and you know, you're kind of like really into yourself and you're, you know, trying to finish. And, and that was really good. I, I wish people talked a little bit more about how like, yeah, meditative and, and, and like, reflective it can be when you're running and it's not just painful yeah so. you really know, like your own like body and mind like better than you thought you would <laughs> yeah like, you just can pay such good attention to like how you feel um yeah. what you're thinking and like how that can lead to you you know feeling or thinking later on sort of it's like mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and it feels so there's nothing better than that feeling when you come back from a run like I mean, yeah, I mean, there's nothing. And that was so good for me. And and even in college too, like when I, I stayed in Harrison, so like I would go out by the airport and run and it was just like, it was kind of an escape for me to get away from campus almost. And yeah, I love it. I, even though I'm not like a runner really, like 
it was really good for me to kind of be able to have that moment to myself. So. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome, Richa. That's that's so true. I think the mental health aspect is like such an important thing. I mean, it's kind of the same thing about just like why people go to the gym or, you know, for some people that's sports as well. Um, I think just being really in tune with your body and just getting out and moving and, you know, remembering that, <laughs> you know, you have, you have, you have like, you know, I think it's, it's something about like having power to like do something, you know, like, like turn your energy into something physical. Um, this is really cool. Yeah. Oh, so true. What advice do you guys have for someone like me who wants to get back into running? Cause I really haven't, I don't really do that, do that anymore. I just do like, I, that's advice for me as well. I don't really run that much anymore either. I mean, again, kind of because of my legs, but, um, Patrick, sell us on, sell the people on running. What should a beginner do? How did you start out? Well, I guess you were too, you were young, so you could do whatever. I would, no, I want to hear more. How, wh what would you say to people? Like, what would you say to people that want to start? I guess our demographic is more like people our age. Yeah. So like what has helped you continue, especially after you graduated from uh, Purdue and kind of have been on your own? Like what has helped you like kind of persevere through, um, you know, kind of be, being on your own in your running experience? I, I think there's a couple things there. I, I, I'd say that the two biggest ones for me at least that I think are pretty applicable would be find what you enjoy about it and do that mm -hmm. and find a way to make it sort of like a routine so like you always have like a place kind of for it in your day or like you have something that you are like working towards or following or something like that um like i guess for the first one like finding something you like enjoy about it and doing that um after like I finished up at Purdue, I didn't really like train for anything for like a year, which was crazy because I guess like since seventh grade, I've been training for something. Right. So that's like right. 10 years of my life. I've been like working towards something. I've been like working towards the next race or whatever. And I didn't have that year. So like, I wasn't sure what was, what that was going to be. Like, there wasn't even like an option for that. Like I, I definitely like looked for like races and stuff and there just wasn't any of it because of the pandemic but mm -hmm. well found myself going out and running most days just because i was having a good time exploring like my my surroundings like i just moved to like a new place right and so it was a good way for me to like look on a map and be like it looks green and pretty over here i'll go out that way i never like seen like this side of town like let's go check that out so that was like something that for me like mm -hmm. i love getting to do or like I, I eventually would be like, if I go up to like the top of this hill and it's like this time of day, like right after like work or in the morning, like the sunrise set's going to be like, whatever, whichever is going to be really, really like beautiful. So like, let's get out there and like sit down for like a couple minutes and then like come back. And so like, for me, that was something that I like enjoyed, you know, mm -hmm. for other people, um, like, like my roommate here goes running a couple times a week. He's just like two miles or something, but he loves going by like this lake that we live by, like just going out to it. And like right. that for him is motivating. Like every day he comes back and he's like, man, like Monona was looking sexy today. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> every day, <laughs> let's go, you know? And that's like what gets him out there. And that's, that's good, you know, for other people, like for me, other times it's like, like competing, right. Or like bettering yourself, like saying like if I run often I'm gonna see myself starting to go further and faster or like I can like have this goal to like go this distance someday or do this race or like 
Mm -hmm. so, yeah, for, for a lot of people like myself included, it's also going to be like a social aspect, right? Like there's people that you can go with, like we were talking about like teams and things like that. You can just spend time with like somebody. Um, like one thing that's like really motivated me here is um, I found like another idiot in town to like stir around at 6 a.m., right? So <laughs> that's like what I found is oftentimes the best time for me to go because like it gets hot and like if I want to do anything after work and then I, I also have to like run, then like I don't really have time for other things if I want to like get to bed at like a decent time, which sounds really lame, but it's something that I try to do now at this stage in my life. Sure. Um, but um, like that part of like getting up and going at 6 a.m. and stuff is like hard for me for a bit. And then like I found this other guy in town who was like doing the same thing. He's like around our age and like is like a cool guy. So like now we like will a couple times a week go together. And so that's like fun because it'll be like I'll meet up with him like outside this grocery store at like 6 a.m. and we'll just like talk about like what we've been up to um talk about uh i don't know what we're doing this weekend just like kind of like become like buds you know just because mm -hmm. yeah and he's like another guy living in running forever so kind of has that same sort of like we were saying people tend to kind of you know be like the same kind of like welcoming outgoing talkative running stereotype he meets that mold so that's fun um, right and i guess that kind of feeds into the next thing i was thinking too which is just like having some sort of a routine or like a plan or consistency, right? Um, I think if you're just saying like, I'm gonna try and run more and that's all you say, it's gonna be really hard to do. Just because like you have a life and <laughs> there's other things you want to do. You'll be tired sometimes because you're a person and you won't want to do it. But if it's kind of already decided ahead of time, like I'm going running at this time, at this day, or like I wanna go this far or something, I think that does a lot to push you along. Mm -hmm. that was helpful for me too it was like I wasn't running as much even though I was running until I started training for the Chicago Marathon right because now it's like I have to get this many miles in a week and so I'm like I have to do this many tomorrow or else I'm not going to like reach that um, and even right. if you're not trying to like do anything like that serious it can be like I want to go like twice a week and so these are my two days and I'm going to like use this time for it and I think that's a good way get yourself into it because if you're not consistent if you don't have a plan if you're not sticking to it it's always gonna be rough you know because it's something that gets a lot more fun as you put more time into it and as you get more consistent with it you're able to do it um more easily you're able to go further you just feel better after you finish it doesn't feel like everything hurts so much so if you if you aren't able to stick with it and be consistent it's harder to get to that point and it's harder to enjoy it so yeah what yeah. um what shoes would you recommend what are your favorite <laughs> big question i i always used like the brooks adrenaline for like my whole life until like, classic yeah i know right it was the classic and then a year ago i was like i should maybe try something else i've never tried something else and now i'm wearing hokas um i think it's like hoka or ahi and they look like clown shoes but nice yeah oh, like, wow. i feel like that's what like fit moms wear they wear hokas <laughs> you know like 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 the mid like like fit like trophy wives like yeah right. <laughs> you just like if you're wearing hokas i imagine that you're that you're uh you have blonde highlights you're 45 and you drive an escort <laughs> right i drive it to the local walmart to pick up like <laughs> the barbecue tonight <laughs> hey, exactly. these are way more subtle than oh you guys can't see I'm trying to show podcast. Oh, I'm trying to show them a picture of the shoe. These are way more subtle. They're not clown shoes. 
Some of them look a little a little bouncy in oh. the back. <laughs> but, Do you guys remember when all the te I don't know if your teachers also wore those Skechers shoes that would that were like shape ups. Shape ups. Yeah, baby. Oh my god, I miss those. How else are you gonna get a toned ass when you're 50 if you don't wear Skechers shape ups? That's true. <laughs> Are those like the classic like all white Skechers or uh they weren't necessary. I know which ones you're talking about. They weren't necessarily the all white ones, but they had a really goofy design. Like the, the sole of it was like kind of rounded at the ends. Yeah, and it was huge. Like it was and huge. it was really big. Yeah. It was the <laughs> it was big. It was like they were wearing big. moon shoes. I don't know yeah. what I'm talking about. It's like it that's why like it was kind of same effect because they were giant. Yeah. No, good for them though. I don't know why I'm making fun of them. Sorry, um, teachers who wore them. <laughs> yeah so sorry yeah i i wore i i'm a sockany guy um i've worn so i i think i've worn sockanies literally the entire time i've been running um i wear sockany guides uh they get some pronation control in them which is nice um so i don't hurt my shins as bad as i normally do um my favorite place to get shoes is running warehouse hey, yeah. uh the, we the website runningwarehouse.com uh they typically have really good deals especially what i always do is like they'll uh always sell like their like i guess like last season's uh shoe model for like a pretty good discount so i just buy last season shoe model they save some money because it can especially if you run a lot it can rack up because you got to change your shoes kind of a lot if you're running you know 40 miles a week so yeah um yeah well kind of what you were saying about giving them like the pronation support so I feel like it's important that when you're first getting one that you go to like an actual running store so people can tell you what stuff like that means. Yes. I still don't know what stuff like that means, right? I just know like I've gone to like the stores and had people like look at your feet and look at how you like walk and move and then they're like, this thing will be better for you. And that's important because if you're in the wrong like shoe and you're putting in a lot of miles, you could just kind of hurt yourself and not even know you're doing it. So that is so true. That's actually probably the most important advice. Like everyone's feet, everyone's like stride is different. So definitely just go uh, get like a gate or not a gate analysis, but go get checked out by somebody at like an actual shoe, shoe store for sure. What is a lot of miles though? Because I mean, I, like I said, the max I've ever run is four miles and I love, I mean, I love the free run four by Nike. That's, I like the feel of it and that's all I run in. I've never gotten a proper running shoe. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you're talking about, like, how many is a lot before you have to, like, replace them, like, in that sense, like, Paul was saying, making it expensive. Am I going to hurt myself, though, if I keep running in free runs? Four miles is not that much. I don't know. Like, I, I do some, like, reading into it and stuff like that. They're, like, yeah. pretty, if you're not going that far, it might be okay. Like, I don't think I would. Yeah, if you're only running a few miles yeah it's not that big of a deal also if you're only running like a few times a week not that big of a deal and honestly i ran with some guys in high school that like ran and just like yeah like nike free runs and stuff and they were fine so honestly people are just different i don't know like you might be fine if you're running them like if i tried to run in nikes um i would get done with four miles and my shins would be split in two um, but, you know i'm kind of on the other end of the spectrum so yeah i mean if it works for you it works for you i mean like if you're mm -hmm. not hurting and yeah you know if you're not hurting at the current like effort level that you're putting out then like yeah. it's probably not a big deal i'm already hurting my knees are all oh god <laughs> okay well i run on hardwood floor without shoes on sometimes i'm not okay. literally yeah it's bad it's bad i will say when you're running uh pro tip to save your legs try to avoid concrete 
even if you were in front of the road, asphalt's significantly uh, softer than concrete, even though maybe it doesn't feel like it. Mm. Concrete's like, the, the impact is like really, really hard on your legs. So as much as you can avoid it, try not to run on concrete. I mean, that's kind of unavoidable because that's literally what sidewalks are made of. So, and some people are fine, but it'll save some wear and tear on you if you can avoid it. Awesome. When you're getting started, it's like, the main things that you're getting out the door that you're doing it right so like, yeah totally runs is like they make you feel good and you think that they're comfortable and like look they look really cool so like that's a big plus that that like motivates you like like you should be wearing those free runs right like if there's like a path you want to run on by your house then it's concrete you like shouldn't be like i'm not gonna run on that path. yes totally like anything is better than like nothing you know and so like if mm. it's you out there then you know, then go for it, I'd say. Awesome. So true. Thanks, guys. Okay, you guys want to talk about the Olympics? Yes, let's speed run the Olympics. Let's get five minutes of Olympics talk. Or zero minutes of Olympics talk. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> You're first, Patrick. Tell us what happened in the Olympics. Oh. Yes, please recap all, what is it, 50, 51 events? <laughs> I, I didn't. So I didn't watch as much as I liked. I watched like a decent amount of it and kept up with some of the highlights. Um, and so I guess I can kind of give you mine. Definitely be clear, biased because I paid more attention to Team USA than anything else because I'm in the USA. And <laughs> we're uh, Americans, you know? We're, Americans. we're, we're, we're allowed to do that. that. That's fine. Yeah, and also just kind of like followed like the sports that I was like interested in, right? So like we just have to talk about track and field though. We don't have to talk about all of them. There we go. So like yeah. a lot, I paid more attention to like track and field than like horse dancing and water polo. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, I did watch like a horse dancing highlight and it was sick. It's there like, is a horse dancing in the Olympics? Yeah, again, okay, I didn't know yeah, that was a yeah, thing. It's a thing. It's a thing, Richard. You gotta look it up. Interesting. Oh my god. Endorsement for horse dancing. Um you guys know what I'll be doing tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, track was cool, though. I, I still need to, like, watch a couple of the races that I've been missing and been interested in. Uh, I think my, like, personal favorite moments that I've seen, at least so far, um, were in the women's 400-meter hurdles. That was sick. I don't know if either of you guys saw that. Uh, mm -hmm. Two American women, uh, shoot, Sydney McLaughlin, and then... I forget the other woman's first name, but her last name was Muhammad. They went one and two, and they both broke the world record. So, like, someone broke the world record and took second place. Wait, to, like, didn't that eight. also happen in the men's? Uh, I think it may have. So, I didn't see that one, but I know the build-up to that was that. I'm pretty sure, I was going to say, I'm pretty sure I also saw that. That might have also happened, because I didn't know what happened in the women's, but I know what happened in the men's. Yeah. So 400 hurdles as well. That's crazy. <laughs> USA and one was from I forget some like European country. For yeah, I don't I don't remember. Yeah, the women's one I thought was just really cool because like they're like actually I think they're both on New Balance and so like they they run oh, together cool. every day so it's like you train together with someone for years you know like they're like your person you like go with and then that's awesome yeah one and two and also both under the world records so that's pretty so cool, cool. Yeah. yeah that's amazing and then both of them came back for the four by four hundred um with Allison Felix and one other who I forget and they got the gold there too which was awesome because then so 
Yeah, that was like the 11th medal for Allison Felix. She yeah. was talking about it before we started recording, which is really cool. I yeah, cried a little bit when they won. Like, I was, I was really touched. I don't know yeah. why. I, okay, <laughs> a little confession. Sometimes I, like, feel like I'm a part of the team. I'm just like, <laughs> and the way that I talk about it, too, like, I was telling, like, we did so good. Like, we did so good. Like, <laughs> you should, you should apply to be a manager. Oh, you should go work the, uh, when they're coming to LA in 2028. I am going like, to. Oh, wait, yeah. do you guys not know about, no, like, I, I think I know this about you. I think we've talked about this. Yeah, it's yeah, my you're gonna goal go work. to volunteer for, yeah, the 2028 Olympics. I do think we talked about this. Yeah, because I'm from an Olympic city. So it's You were born too late for Atlanta. I know I was. But a lot yeah, I mean I was born that year after and my aunt and uncle, they volunteered in Atlanta and they said it was the best experience of their life. So when it happens in LA, you know, hopefully in what, seven years? Yeah, in seven years. God doing something else. Yo, that schedule don't don't you dare invite Richard to anything in August in August of 2028. Nobody I know that I you know honestly if my sister like tries to get married or something at time I'm not going. Like I'm going to the Olympics. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, as long as the people know that, then you know they should schedule their events around it if they want you to come. So much more than right now, Richard. She listens to your podcast. Like she knows that I know, right? (laughs) I doubt she listens to my podcast. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god um one of my favorite stories i saw i believe they were it was men's high jump um yeah yeah they yeah. were i don't remember where they were from either of the jumpers uh yes but they were like longtime friends because they had like met through like a bunch of high jump competitions for like you know years coming up and they both jumped like the the same height and it essentially tied them for first and then they like failed their remaining jumps for it. So instead of like moving down and like attempting until somebody won, they just shook on it and like shared the gold. And I saw a picture like what like they like invited each other to like their weddings and stuff. I mean, they were like really good friends. So I'm like, that must be such a special moment to, to, share. Be, to share gold with like again one of your best friends, which reminds me of the, the story you told about told about the hurdles. Um, yeah, just super cool. I thought about that one that if I was in that situation with like one of my best friends would I be like want to share the gold or would I be like we're 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 going down and I'm being you sending you home with the silver I I, I really <laughs> like, I'd like, like to think that I'd be like we're we're sharing this but also I kind of feel like if I got to that level I'd be really really competitive with it <laughs> and like yeah to give it up that's fair. Well, I think the big thing was because they attempted the jump, you know, like they both failed all three attempts. So I'm thinking that that was part of it. It wasn't just like they jumped the same height and they were like, all right, let's shake on it. Like they both tried to beat it and then couldn't do it. So I think that's kind of what happened. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. That's That would be a tough question. I don't, I don't know how I'd feel. Um, I don't think I saw anything else that was crazy um, in track and field. First, I the decathlon is so cool i like i didn't watch that much of it but like just the concept of it is literally insane you have to be Wait, so explain the concept of it so many things it's you compete in 10 events <clears throat> i think there's also the heptathlon which is seven, seven events yeah 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 um <laughs> but yeah they do like uh, some sort of like sprints and then like a mid-distance race and then they do a bunch of field events so they do like Thing like shot put javelin high jump like tons of like i mean 10 different events and then there's like some sort of scoring system between them um 
So I'm like, how do you optimize your body for that? I spent a lot of time thinking about that. It's like, how do you optimize your body so that you're fast and also strong and also like dexterous? Because like, I almost wonder if you have to like take some that you're- You probably do. I mean, I'm sure like some people are like naturally better at certain events. So they just bank on doing better in those. Are we good at decathlon? I didn't watch it. I have literally no idea. I think there was one, I there was one American USA, woman. Like, are we good at it? Can we do that? Uh, there was one American woman that I think was in the contention for the decathlon. Yeah. yeah. I'm not sure. Uh, let, let's see. Do I remember her name? We can put it in the comments too, or in the description. Yeah. I saw uh, I, yeah, I don't think I like Annie, Annie Coons, I think was her name that was competing in the heptathlon. I don't actually know if the decathlon is part of the Olympics. Maybe it's just the heptathlon. Oh, I definitely saw it one of the days. I, um, I don't think she battled, but yeah, I, it's crazy event or events, I guess. The thing about the marathon with the water bottles getting knocked down. No. There was like some guy who he ended up taking 17th in the men's marathon. And it was like an 84 degree day. So like pretty hot. And they were coming past the water station, like 15 miles or so in. He was in the middle of a big pack. And there's like a bunch of water laid out in the line, right? And so he puts out his hand to grab one. And instead of grabbing one, he just keeps his hand on the table and knocks them all off and then grabs the last one. So no one else in the pack could grab water. <laughs> and like the debate online is like, was that acceptable or not? Like, should he have been disqualified? And then people- He, he totally should have been disqualified. Yeah. Kind of what I think. And some people are saying that like, he, it was 15 miles in and like a really hot day and he was probably just too tired and not thinking straight. And then other people are like, if you're, no one else had issues with knocking over the water, that should be like an expectation. He so, obviously did it on purpose. Yeah, yeah the fact that he still grabbed it. one, like, no, he, he definitely did it on purpose. The last bottle, right? Yeah. He's a little calculated. No. I think Man, that's so sus. Yeah. I, it makes me think of that time when Djokovic accidentally hit the tennis ball behind him and hit someone. And that was an accident. He got disqualified, I think, from yeah. Wimbledon or something. It's yeah. like that was an accident, but he broke the rules. He hurt someone. He got disqualified. Like this guy purposefully did this. <laughs> like, yeah, that's, that's so mean. Knocked over 15 water bottles. It's, it's kind of funny, though, too. So you should look it up and watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll link it in the description. It's like out of like like, yes, like the Office Grace episode that would happen. I don't know. It's like sabotaging people. Or I don't know. It's yeah. ugly. That's incredible. That's a, oh my god! Who am I thinking about? That figure skater. Oh, like the one who broke the other yeah. woman's yeah. leg. Oh, Tanya Tanya Harding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's some Tanya Harding shit. Mm -mm. <laughs> mm -mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that in Atlanta? I'm trying to remember. Um, that was Winter Olympics, though, right? And oh yeah, yeah, that wouldn't have been that yeah. wouldn't have been Atlanta. Yeah, no, but I think it was around that time. I haven't yeah. seen the movie. Have you guys seen that movie? I Tanya. It just came out though, didn't it? Yeah, it came out like a few years ago. Oh, Margot Robbie was I'm in confused. it. Confused. Winter Olympics in just half a year now, too. I know February. So that's pretty cool. That is cool. What's it gonna be? I think I looked it up the other day. I think uh, it's going to be in Beijing. Is it? Didn't yeah, Beijing just have an Olympics, though? Winter Olympics in Beijing, though. It's hot there. They, like, just had the Summer Olympics there, like, 10 years ago. Yeah. That was the um, best Olympics in my... 
that was because that was, that was my a fun house one. first Olympics. And I remember that like it was yes, that was amazing. Mm -hmm. You mean that was like you paid attention to or what do you mean it was your that's first? the best that's the best one that i can remember like of all the ones that i can remember i can kind of remember athens and then beijing uh london rio and tokyo of course i think beijing is definitely the one i watched the most Be but i think we i think yeah and i think everyone just did so good that year like sean johnson yeah. and her team were for gymnastics Michael oh Hunter yeah year yeah. the opening ceremonies was incredible like i'll never forget those drummers i mean that was like peak michael phelps peak usain yeah Mm -hmm. um then you had like the young people coming up too like i think lindecky was in that for swimming and like mm -hmm. yeah. no no there's no way in 20 in 10 years ago no oh, she you're right she was a child no chance <laughs> oh i was thinking that was 2012 for some reason yeah I mean, uh no she i think she was in i think she was in which one was 2012 london she was in the last London, yeah she i think she was actually might have been in that one i think she's when she was like 15 or whatever yeah, yeah. i remember we had to for a running club we do like a community service event we did one where like we were timers for like a swimming meet and she mm -hmm. was there i think she swam for like iu or something like that you so, like, saw her yeah i mean we were like not the final well she year. swam in college she swam for stanford so i don't you had somebody really good they, she, were you thinking uh 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 was it lily king that's it for you that was it he competed this year too she's still really good yeah no katie did amazing like amazing my what i i have a friend from high school that swam at stanford okay so if this recording sounds weird it's because we uh had a few technical difficulties but that is okay um so if it's spliced together weird just ignore it you didn't hear anything um <laughs> But yeah, I think this brings us to the end of our uh, Olympics discussion um, and the end of this episode. Patrick, thank you, thank you, thank you so much thank for joining you us. So much. It was really, really interesting to hear you talk about your uh, running story and kind of your outlook on that. Um, and we really appreciate you spending some time with us. Um, so until next time, uh, and we when we continue on um, in season two, so not five months from now, I'm Richa. Yeah. I'm Paul. And this is the PR show. Guys. And this is the PR show. We'll catch you guys next time. I don't know if we say that, but we do now. So Bye, everyone. Season two. <laughs>